Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, today we are going to discuss boundaries. (laughs) I think this might be a difficult one for most people is knowing when to say yes, when to say no, uh, not feeling bad if you say one or the other, maybe feeling like you're letting people down or not being available for them. Um, There are so many reasons why boundaries can feel really tough. But when you are working from home or just even having your own business, it can be really tough for others to know how to uh, approach that. Um, how to communicate with you or not to communicate with you. And honestly, you have to set those boundaries with, with people. So your family will certainly call you. I remember when I left corporate, moved to working for myself, and it was like, all of a sudden I'm getting phone calls at like 10 a.m. And it's not just to tell me something quick, it's, it's to chat. And uh, in that moment, I realized, oh, like they think I'm available right now. And um, it's just not taken quite as serious because they look at your life as more flexible, right? Which it is, uh, but we need to still work, right? And have that focused time to be able to work. So they'll call you and they'll ask you to do all the things. You have to set boundaries by not picking up the phone and letting people know, I'm working during these hours. So no, I'm sorry. I can't watch a sick kid or I can't run people to the airport. I can't run an errand for someone. Uh, We teach people how to treat us. Now you may be like, Tina, that sounds really harsh. Like if my niece is sick and my brother and sister can't, you know, you know, have to take a day off uh, so that, you know, right. Like you, you play all these things out, but then you're essentially taking a day off, right? Yes, you have the flexible schedule. Yes, you have unlimited time off, but now you're being hindered uh, by this um, sick kid, right? I know that sounds really bad, but instead of the parents taking that. So now, do I help my family? Of course I do. But we, if we start doing it, um, we may be expected to do it all the time. So saying yes constantly, you'll start feeling resentful um, towards whoever is, you know, potentially um, starting to take advantage of the fact that you work a flexible schedule. You have to set that boundary. So I'm going to run through eight different things, uh, just tips that I have uh, for setting these boundaries and just for um, kind of some just simple like this works, right? Um, I guess that's a tip. The first one is set your working hours. I'm not super great at this. So I love that I have this as number one um, because I would work all the time if I could. Like, honestly, uh, my kiddos and hubby watch silly um, 
if you're a fan of like adventures, Marvel movies, superhero type movies, like they love them. I loathe them. And so if they're going to have like a movie night, I can like smell the popcorn going. I'm like, sweet. I can work for a couple hours. Um, they're totally fine because they're all in on their movie. Um, but I am not a part of that movie night. But anyways, regardless, I, I really do like to be able to set, uh, working hours. So I will, um, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to start working after I'm homeschooling and I'm working till this time. Or for example, like Monday and Tuesday nights, I work, um, I work, uh, I work a bit later into the evening. And funny enough, as I'm recording this podcast, after I just told my children that I will be recording a podcast, I can't have any interruptions and you can't be allowed because the living room is right above my office. I just got a FaceTime from my son. It's like, so here I am talking about boundaries, you guys, and people will still push the button and, uh, you know, we have to be super consistent with it. Right. Um, and know that that's going to happen. We're going to have to give a little bit of grace. Okay. Number two is have one place where you work and have it be away from everyone. It is so hard to, you know, sit at the kitchen table and expect that, people are going to leave you alone. Earphone, you know, earplugs, uh, headphones or not. Um, it's just kind of unfair, uh, to them. If you're in sight, you are available, right? There are times I'm down in my office and I'll come upstairs and the kids will be like, ah, I didn't even know you're home. I was like, yes, mission accomplished. Like that's why you didn't interrupt me a hundred (laughs) times. Uh, and then one thing with my office is I have a sign on my door. Um, one side says like, Hey, I'm working hard. Don't interrupt. The other side says, you know, working, but you're free to come in. Now I I generally try to keep it on the, like working hard, my door shut, don't come in. Um, and they listen to this for the most part, or at least when the door is pretty shut, like they'll kind of peek in, I can do a simple little wave. Now that took some, um, really uh, a lot of, um, a time I had to be patient with that because if they see me wave them off, um, they will now leave before they would keep coming in. I'm like, dude, if I'm waving you off and I'm in the middle of a sentence, I can't have a big interruption to like then, then chat. Right. So I had to teach my kids this. Now you might be thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, this sounds so harsh. Well, I run a really big business. And so I have to separate those times. I have to separate the personal uh, uh, personal from professional um, when I'm really like this. I couldn't have an interruption in the middle of a podcast recording, right? That'd be bizarre <laughs> and awkward. And then I'd have to have my assistant edited and all of that. So there is times that, right, we need that focused attention. Another thing that's really helpful is a lock on the door. I don't actually have one, um, but if I did, it'd be a little bit easier for the kids to grab the handle and know like, hey, mom really can't have an interruption right now. And just so we're clear, my husband's also home 100% of the time. So generally they're coming down to ask me a question. They could ask dad. For those moms out there, I know you know the feeling. (laughs) So that's number two. Have one place where you work, right? Have one place where you work and have it be away from everyone. Number three is make your calendar available to everyone. For example, this morning I had a meeting with our financial advisor, which I'm going to have on the podcast, which I'm super excited for you guys to hear from him. 
Um, but I had a meeting with our financial advisor and my husband knew because he was able to check my calendar and he sent me a message. He's like, Hey, make sure you tell Harrison X, Y, Z. Right. And so it is helpful, uh, for everyone to know what's happening throughout the day and what I'm actually doing in that moment. And sometimes they can decipher, especially my hubby can decipher between, is this something that can be interrupted or not? Number four family meeting, (laughs) have a family meeting and do it frequently. Do not expect that you can have a family meeting, um, on, you know, one time a year, and then everybody's going to remember all the things. And then when you have another family meeting show up in a positive sense, like I, it's really easy for me to show up and be like, you guys, are you kidding me? I've told you if I wave you off, that means I really can't talk. If I stop and pause, of course I can. Right. So set really clear expectations and you may have to reset them. Have some grace, right? Number five is, (laughs) this is funny to even say out loud because this is so hard for me, but don't hustle all the time. I had to figure out that I had to pick my battles. Like I had to not always be in hustle mode. Like, Hey, I'm with this coach and I'm doing this program. I'm doing this thing because there's always a goal associated with it. And then here I am focused so heavily on that. And my balance would be always focused on the business. So over more than 10 years in business, uh, this became very apparent to me and I have ebbed and flowed, right? So waves of I'm hyper-focused on business. For example, right now I'm in a program uh, with a top-ranked person in our company and so are a number of my leaders. And so I'm hyper-focused on this program where I actually said to Preston, I was like, is there a chance that one day a week you could take over homeschooling just while I'm in this program and we can see how it goes? And he's like, yep, I can do Wednesdays. Sweet. Now I have Wednesdays to work and I'm hyper-focused during that time and getting a crap ton done every single Wednesday, because I know I don't have any guilt hanging over my head that I am. I should be schooling them a little bit more, spending time with them more. Preston's in charge. He's doing the stuff and I can work now. Also, it's really easy to waste that time. So make sure you know what you're going to use that time with. I always tell people this too, when they hire an assistant, you know, hire an assistant to grow your business, then you need to use the time that you were once doing those activities on business and money-making activities, not just, you know, scrolling or watching Netflix, right? Unless that's why you got an assistant, then that's, that's your goal. And that's what you get to do. Now, um, and then, you know, I have other times, right. That I focus and my hyper-focus is on the kids or on the family. So one of those examples is when we first started homeschooling, like I had to put like all my eggs in that basket for a bit. Like, of course I worked here and there. Um, but during that time I was researching, I was reading about it. I was finding curriculum. I was meeting with homeschool moms. And so the, the focus was shifted that way. I remember one day, um, Preston watching the house after training someone and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm reading book and he's like, Whoa, what's going on? Like, this is like a change. Not that I don't read, um, but I was reading a homeschool book in the middle of the day, kind of a rare thing. And I was like, I am hyper-focused on this. So I attempt not to blur the lines too much. If I'm with the kids, I'm with the kids. If I'm working, I'm working, right? If I'm with my hubby, I'm with my hubby. Like we talk about all the things, but um, you get my point. 
Five, don't hustle all the time. Six, work when you work and play when you play. Not blurring those lines as much as you can. Now, (laughs) the thing is, my work feels like play. Like I have a blast with every single part of my business from strategy to jumping on Zoom calls to recording podcasts. And so sometimes my work doesn't feel like work and that can be, that can be kind of hard. Um, it can be hard because it's, it's, it's difficult for people to then see the boundary, right? So like next week I have a trip um, to Bend, Oregon, to hang out with a bunch of leaders and to create some, um, to tr- create some programs for our team. And on social media, it is going to look fun 99% of the time uh, because we are going to make it that way. Like, it's just, I can't even think of a better way to spend a week than strategizing uh, with a bunch of other doTERRA leaders. Like, amazing. (laughs) Like, so amazing. Uh, And so it's really difficult for people to see, like, are you actually there working? Like, are you sure? Because my work doesn't feel that way, right? Um, that was a really difficult one for my hubby and I to like work through, especially when he was in corporate, um, because I'd be at a coffee meeting or out to lunch or at a networking event. And all of that to me is super fun. I had no complaints, right? Um, it didn't feel like work to him. Okay. Number seven, ask for accountability. God, I love, I'm like learning this. (laughs) I know I wrote this. (laughs) I know I'm preaching it. But I'm learning it too. As I'm writing it out, I'm thinking, oh yeah, this actually does work when I do this, right? So asking for accountability and as much as like, I don't always enjoy it, um, being held accountable, (laughs) um, I do need it. So for example, um, you know, if I'm going to work, like, let's say four to six, those are kind of prime time family hours. But if I need to like get in some podcasts, recording podcasts, 90 of them in 90 days is a lot of work. And so I'll say to press, I'll be like, okay, I've got to write some content and I've got to record. Um, I'm going to do this for two hours. And in that time, I'm going to complete three podcasts. So I'll see you at X time. Right. And so when I tell my kids and hubby, you know, to hold me to this, they do They're like, mom, Hey, how'd the podcasting going? And I'll be like, yep, it worked. Or, you know, Oh, I, I got it done. Or I, I need 10 more minutes or whatever but asking for that accountability. A, they know what I'm up to. They know that they can interrupt. And then they hold me accountable when I come up from my little cave of an office. Number eight, and I've alluded to this. I've talked about it a little bit um, already. Give grace to yourself and to whoever you're not needing to create this boundary with. Like I said, I need to remind my kids of when they can or when they can't. And there's still a work in progress, right? FaceTiming me when I just told them minutes before I was recording a podcast and funny enough on boundaries. I did not tell them that part, but so it isn't easy for kids or even your partner to know, you know, that you're seconds away. Like you're like within talking distance to them and they can ask you, you know, where's my jacket? Or, you know, I need some quick advice on something. It's really difficult for them not to like run right down the stairs or go find you wherever you're at and ask you those questions too, so that they can be helped. Right. So give them some grace in this process of setting up boundaries, setting really clear expectations and potentially setting them over and over and over again. So I'm actually in the process as I share all of this, that like, 
I'm in the process of actually looking for an office space that I can go for those quiet times so that I don't have those little temptations. Um, my family doesn't have those little temptations to, um, find me. Right. (laughs) Um, and they also can be loud. Like, for example, I just had to tell them too. I'm like, Hey, you know, I can't have you guys doing like roughhousing play with the dog and right above my office for the next, you know, 20 minutes or so. That's like not fair to them. It's not super fun. And so I am looking for an office space so I can have some focused time. Not that I can't make it work here. Not that you can't set those boundaries um, and create a really good atmosphere within your house. I totally have, but there are some specific things that are really helpful to have a space outside of your home. So I hope this was helpful for you as you are potentially working from home, either for someone or for yourself. It can be a challenge to figure out what works the best for you and your family. If you have tips, if you have things that have worked for you that you want to share with me, I would absolutely love it. Head over Instagram at Tina Pettis. You can find me actually everywhere online at Tina Pettis. I'm the only Tina Pettis. Uh, thankfully, uh, there's only room for one of me in the world. And uh, I would love from, to hear from you over there. As always, we are doing 90 days every single day, back to back of podcasts. I would love if you shared it with your friends and family, and we can get the word out of all the things happening over at Tina Talks. Hope you guys have a great day and we will see you tomorrow.